Welcome to episode 133 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From Springfield, USA. Springfield, where the Simpsons are. I'm Scott Prime, and he's Steve Kilowagi Campbell. That works. Okay. How's it going, Scott? It's going good. It's um better today than it was a couple days ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, because no, of the event. Yeah, I'll explain uh, okay. more as uh, we go on. H- yeah. How you been doing, buddy? Um, well, I mean, I've been doing life stuff, so that'll come up. I've been doing pretty well. Um, played in a league game. Like, so my last three league games, I'm just going to throw those out and start real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up two to nothing and then tied two to two. And then I was down two to nothing and tied two to two. And then this last game, I ended up winning four to one. So nice. I've been scoring a lot, but so you're you're on a roll. I guess. So does every Amazon have blodge now? No, uh, all the important pieces do, all the catchers and throwers, but everyone else is um, just random. Hmm. That's gonna be real annoying. But I messed up and. Um, I have a sneaky get right now on one of my catchers. Oh, yeah. I was meant to. I tried to because you got a hold of me. And so if anybody in, in tour play right now knows, like, I swear we could edit skills if somebody picked the wrong one. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe you are the commissioner or the admin. So that's why I couldn't do it. Okay. Well, I think I can. I think the problem is, is with the how it is on our phone. So this person was supposed to have sidestep, correct? Yeah. Number three. I'm doing it as we speak okay. because that's that's how cool both down is. Behind and the scenes of both downs. There you go. It's fixed. Okay, cool. Uh, I was thinking like I knew I did this before. Uh, Kenny accidentally, he thought he was backing out of a screen and he hit like accept. Yeah. <laughs> like the accept to get out. So he took a like a really weird skill that he would never take for a human team something like multi-block or something yeah i mean so i'm playing amazons things are going well Uh, we had like 10 knockouts last game and no casualties so that's always good when you're playing amazons he was human Um, so how do you like a safe pair of hands or did you just get that never come into play this is like the third game it's never come into play and i just the more I look at, because every time I level, my current theory is I want the passers to take passing skills and catchers to take catching skills and pass more to try to see how passing is now done in the new meta. And I'm just not caring, I guess. There's nothing there that's overly powerful like I have to have. But it's not bad for those positions. I got you. I don't know. I, results inconclusive. Um, see, I had a, a league over this last month. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, if you're listening to this and thinking, golly, we didn't get an episode last month. And that is true because this episode's coming out Saturday with the release of the Warhammer, like you can order. What's, what's the thing called? Um, the Horse Heresy box yeah. set that comes out, and we're going to actually 
talk and re- review that you know the best we can since we're a Blood Bowl podcast at the end of all of this. So like we the are Horus Heresy the, Age of Darkness box. Um, we were planning on having the podcast just days before we headed up to Springfield, but then like family stuff on both sides kind of conflicted. So here we are talking about the after, and now we're you know doing this little chatty stuff at the beginning. But I'm just letting you know. There'll be another episode this month as well. So don't just sit back, relax. You're just going to get two instead of one last month. So yeah. uh, I, with kids, I'm starting to find out like May is like super <laughs> oppressive month with all these into school activities and stuff. But anyways, um, so my I had two league games. I got crushed and yet still tied the game with uh, against the Chaos Dwarves, probably the best team in our league. Um <clears throat> And then I had to play some goblins afterwards. And luckily, goblins did what goblins most of the time do, which is implode <laughs> on themselves. And uh, so I lucked through. I had like, I think, four, three, four, five journeymen for that game. So it was a rough day as the uh, Chaos Wars did casualty like six of my guys in our game, our yeah. earlier game. So anyways, league game's going fairly well, though. I mean, like. If you look at the standings real quick, and then we'll get to our segments here, you know, I'm somehow still in first place, but I I have a loss and a draw and six wins. So um, that just means the Chaos Dwarf team is, um, you know, five wins and three three draws. So yeah. that's where the difference is. And then Drew, who I still say is going to win the whole league, <clears throat> um, just based off of how good players really are. <laughs> um, he's in third place and you're in. There's actually three of y'all tied for third. It's you, uh, Drew Bucciconi, and Matt Strickland. So, anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm not completely against my sh- chances at winning, because Amazons are good, and if things go well, I can do well. But if I go up against the Chaos Dwarves, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, you got them this month too. So, yeah, yeah, it's not. I don't know what to tell you on that. So, rock paper scissors, man. Like, I'm guessing if they redo Amazons, which I guess the rumor is that's the next one. Who knows? Um, I don't think they're going to be as dependent on Dodge. I feel like Dodge no. is not going to be on all the line people. They'll give them something else. Let's put a pin in that conversation. Okay. Because it's something that me and Joe Smith talked about a little bit up okay. in Springfield. Yeah. And I don't really want to, like, waste it here. <laughs> but I do want to waste it or use it in the next episode. So yeah. Just kind of like, remember this when we record again in 10 days or so, we're going right. to talk about Amazons and teams of legends. So just put a pen in that. I'll forget we'll, by then. I'll make a note. Okay. You do that. All right, folks. So what we're going to talk about today is um, we're going to talk about the Springfield trip. Uh, it was a uh, two tournaments in two days. And uh, we'll come back and we'll just kind of break everything down and go through the matchups and everything for that. And then uh, at, we'll do shout outs and then we'll come back and talk about the new Warhammer box at the Horse Heresy. We're going to do that after shout outs? I mean, shouldn't we? Do you want to no. do it before? Yeah, before, as always. People okay. can jump to shout outs if they want. We put the notes okay. on the website. The time's on the website, so... Fine, we're forcing you to listen to Horace Heresy. It is really pretty, though. You don't have to, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll be back.
Okay, we are back, and we're going to be talking about the... There's not an overall name for it, is there? The two tournaments in Missouri. I call it the weekend in Springfield. Springfield <laughs> weekend. <laughs> no, there's no not an overarching name, but there was two tournaments in Springfield. This is at the end of May here on the 28th and 29th. It was... Um, first one uh, was Chimera Cup, mm-hmm. which um, if, if people remember years and years ago... Three day block and both down came together and we had a tournament halfway where we tried the team format of, of tournaments and uh, then like it didn't happen and then COVID happened and here we are years and years later and the guys from Springfield have taken it over, which yeah. is great. Absolutely. One less tournament that we have to run that we can go to. So Chimera Cup was a team event. You didn't have to have a team. You could show up and they would find you a team if you didn't have one. But for some people, uh, Michael Lewis and uh, two of his buddies from the Memphis area, they they came as a team. I didn't um, know that he brought people with them. Yeah. Oh. He did. Um, so, yeah, that means that Steve didn't go. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. uh, Steve, Steve had, had some family stuff came up, so... Like, I was getting ready to go, and then it's like the last minute of, oh, I guess I'm going to Texas. So I ended up going to Texas for a while. Um, yeah. But that was fine. I mean, I missed out on the tournament. It sucks, but it's all right. it happens. You have to help your brother out and everything. So, um, But Steve didn't let us know. We, we didn't know this until, what was it, late Wednesday night? Yeah, somewhere around and there. So immediately I started uh, talking to Joe Smith and stuff, and he mentioned that you know, he had some people on standby in case they need teammates. And I asked him if William Toops was available. And uh, William Toops, the number one lizard man coach in the U.S. And Steve was playing lizard. So I thought, why not grab the number one lizard coach? Let's make an upgrade here if, if Steve can't play, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly. and I mean, you're like the number two, but he's number one. I don't think I am. And- <laughs> I had one tournament at Chaos Cup where I was no. impressing people by dodging. I know, I'm joking with you. Um, I know. So we asked him to be on his, the team, and he actually said, uh, I, I found it humorous. He goes, you're only asking me, so you don't have to play me. And I was like, you're exactly right, my good sir. <laughs> and we laughed about that. And then he called me. He's like, you're a clever girl. And we started joking around and stuff. Anyways, long story short, we decided to join our team. Uh, he did not play Lizards. And who was he your third? His... What's that? Who was your third on your team? And Matt Strickland, who was the original person who asked me and Steve to be on his team. Yeah. Uh, quickly, within 24 hours, or really about 12 hours, William became the team captain. Uh, we went from being like, I think her name was called like All Bash, No Cash, or something like that, to We Are the Thick Bears. So by the time I get to Springfield, we are called the Thick Bears, because we're thick boys, I guess. And we just let William be the uh, team captain. Uh, he brought uh, he brought an undead t- roster, and I supplied the undead team, as that's what he wanted to play and try. Yeah. I guess he's trying to branch out and play some new teams now that he's uh, set his goal with the Lizardmen. Which is kind of weird, because uh, you want to go over the, the build, or when you want, when are you going to do that? Yeah, I'll go over that here in a second. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to get us to that yeah, point. Yeah, no, I understand. So, uh, you know, Matt was taking uh, orcs. Uh, he he favors orcs a lot because it's one of the teams he has painted. He doesn't have many teams painted, but anyways, he was playing orcs. I was taking dwarfs with Griff. Um, yeah, I know the roster that everybody hates, and of course, um, 
we'll, we'll see what, what Scott does with that. But uh, it was twofold. I wanted to play back before I noticed everybody else playing Griff with dwarves. I noticed like you could afford to get Griff on the dwarf team. And I thought, that's really cool. I'd like to do that one time. And then everybody does it and it's amazing. <laughs> and Griff's amazing. But I still wanted to do it, even though I felt like I was going against... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not the guy who likes to play like the flavor of the week type stuff. I never was that way. in like yeah. hero clicks, like if there was an amazing piece, I would just like, forget it. I'm going to find a way to beat this amazing piece. But, oh, I get it. And unfortunately, you know, me going all in on Norse, I got the same feeling because everyone else is going into Norse now. Right. But that's just because they're new and everybody's excited. Of so, course. um, two, two reasons. I wanted to actually play with the team that Brian Hill uh, that his wife gave me uh, when Brian passed away. So I wanted to play with those models and get those in at some point. And I thought, what better way to use his models, his team name, and all his little player names from our old league, and to just have Griff on there as well. Um, I wanted to get this Griff dwarf thing out of the way because I don't have any proof of this, but Griff is everywhere, so I'm scared that they might change the price of him, yeah. and then it won't be as easy to get him on the team. Um, the builds for this for Chimera Cup was uh, 1.2 million, and then you had 200 in skills, <laughs> so you could get a, a lot of stuff. Like nobody was going like, "Oh, I wish I had 20k more so I could get this," because they had everything they would ever, ever want yeah and see that's what i thought was weird because i was going to take lizard men because you can take a whole lizard man roster and zolkath yeah and i was I, down to do that no i i totally get it i mean this was a good time if you wanted to break out a star player or two or you know try something crazy with your builds this mm -hmm. was the tournament to do it at um I personally still don't like that many skills because sometimes it's hard to keep track of. Yeah, I agree. Um, had a few people at the tournament that refused to put bands on their miniatures. And when you asked if you could put a band on their miniature, they didn't want to do that. And I, and I get their point of view. Like they just painted the team, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying it made it a little bit, harder for this old guy <laughs> with limited brain capacity to you know remember everything mm -hmm. with that said um my friend gary uh, he heard about the tournament he heard me and you were going so he decided he wanted to go and he said i'm thinking about playing dwarves and gary our whole life even though he bought second edition and he's the reason we're here today he's never played dwarves and he's like i was thinking about playing dwarves and i was like oh i'm taking dwarves and griff and he's like oh i'd love to do that because <laughs> he took he took griff with humans and he didn't know that griff could go with dwarves yeah and so here we are both of us taking mirror teams except our skills we didn't talk about skills um he talked to jennifer into playing on his team okay. so my girlfriend's going and uh my you know my podcast wife is supposed to be going and I don't play with either of you because your stuff happened. And now Jennifer's locked in on this other team. And so I just had to, you know, I, I got William Toops, who's a, a, a thick bear like me and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick Cofield joined up with the team. He reached out to me and said, hey, if you and Steve need a third, I'd like to be on your team. And I was like, well, we don't need a third, but 
I know some people who do. So yeah. anyways, they Jennifer had a team with Gary and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that's the first time in like three or four years that she's went out and played. So she made up a team with four ogres. Three of them had block because they had limited skills, like how many of one yeah. skill you could have. One of them had brawler. One had leader as well. Two snotlings had a sneaky get. And then she could afford deep root and zug. On her oh, jeez. Yeah. Beefy. Beefy for sure. So she was going for casualties and stuff. All right. So we get to the, we travel up to Springfield. Am I missing anything here? feels no. weird telling like a one-sided I know. Story. It doesn't happen <laughs> often. Um, so interject where you may, Steve. Yeah. Uh, we, le- we left Friday um, mid-morning. We just took our time to get up there. We actually stopped and ate, and it was just me and Jennifer in the car. Um, we just kind of wanted a day to ourselves. We got to Springfield and went to a comic shop and looked through all the comics and had fun there. We ate that night. And then, uh, you know, we got the hotel and stuff. So all fine and dandy, all, all pretty good. Uh, we actually, we ended up, we didn't want her to share a room with anybody, but we ended up, it was cheaper because Jennifer wanted a more pricier hotel than I would have picked. <laughs> it was cheaper to get a suite with two bedrooms than it was to get a single one. So Gary and uh, his buddy, Robert, my buddy too, um, Robert traveled with Gary. So we ended up sharing a suite with them and we had our own room and everything own bathroom and all that stuff. So anyways, uh, Friday night, uh, after we all ran around separately and stuff, we played one game of, uh, camp Grizzly, yeah, which was fun. But of course the game murdered us like, like always. And then, um, let's see, we went to bed, uh, next morning, got up, had breakfast, got over to the thing. I, I was really happy that they started these things, these three, it was only three round tournaments and they started at eight 30, which is great because when they start at like noon, then you feel like your whole day's wasted. Cause oh, most yeah. likely you stayed up late and you slept in late and then you feel like your whole day's doing nothing. Yeah. But blood bowl. And it's but, kind of a waste of a morning too, because you're just waiting to do the game. Right. So I was very happy that uh, it was hosted at meta games in Springfield, Missouri. Um, we started right at eight o'clock. Uh, there was six teams, so there was 18 people there. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I guess it was bad timing for, like, a, Ryan Smith wasn't there. A lot of the other locals weren't there. It's just bad timing on a, everybody's part. Yeah, there was something going on that weekend because all the hotel rooms were booked. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Somebody said, like, Matt thought there was, like, a car show or something in town. And when me and Jennifer pulled up to the hotel, I'm not kidding, there was, like, 20 to 25 adults that – like my age adults, like older yeah. adults that look like they were dressed for the prom. Like they were waiting for a bus to go on a prom or something. It was weird. Huh. So I don't know what was going on on Memorial day weekend, but something was going on. Um, oh yeah. I keep forgetting it's Memorial day. Everyone yeah, just it was travels. Memorial day weekend. God, my, um, my trip to Texas. I've speaking of Memorial day, I had to go to Dallas, which is what? Two and a half, maybe three hours at most. Right. Took me about four or four and a half hours. I literally was stopped three times on the highway because of traffic, and it was um, it was nothing. It was just merging into lanes for construction. That's all. Mm-hmm. Our trip to Springfield took about forty five minutes to an hour longer than normal, even though we did stop. Um, 
just because traffic was so heavy. So yeah. everybody really was getting out for Memorial Day weekend. That's for sure. And, so um, in the future, Memorial weekends. Maybe that's why Chaos Cup doesn't do Labor Day. You know, like it's well, nice we, having we the extra pre- day off, but it is crappy for traveling. Well, let me tell you something. It kept us. It allowed us to stay for day two. That's true. Yeah. Because otherwise, we wouldn't. We would have had to leave. You know, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But. Anyways, uh, round one, my team, uh, the Thick Bears, we played Michael Lewis's team, uh, the War Dogs, and they all had jerseys, and of course, Michael was happier than, you know, Captain Crunch on cocaine, like normal, and um, I played against, so the first round when we met up, it was just random, so I got to play, there was a Scott on his team, so um, yeah. I got to play Memphis Scott, and uh, he had a Necro team. Of course, I had Dwarves with Griff. Uh, my skills, just for, if anybody cares, I had two uh, linemen with Mighty Blow, two with Guard. I had a leader block runner, a wrestle runner, a guard blitzer, a tackle blitzer, and then a stand one stand firm troll slayer. Um, the other lineman is naked because you were supposed to have a lineman piece that was going to be your chimera and before every round you got to roll on this random chart and you got a skill on this one guy who gets like mutated and uh for every round he gets an extra skill uh my first one was break tackle uh my opponent it's who not, had a zombie chimera it's not really a mutation also... well, it's just an extra I, skill okay it was it was skills okay i mean there's some mutations on there i, I guess i shouldn't say that in my brain this character because it's chimera you know with the goat the lion the snake i figured that's what it is like you're turning into like a little monster that's how i fluffed it up i could be wrong um i got break tackle he got break tackle (laughs) i think somebody else got like you know pro or leader i mean those skills were available um so there was some (laughs) really good ones out there um we played in a blizzard which was amazing you know because go for it's now our ones and twos and i really think at least for the first half i misplayed griff big time um because i put myself in a situation that even though i could score on the last play of the drive i had to go for it which is a bad i mean you shouldn't do that with a character that can move seven yeah and you're playing with dwarves so and it's a blizzard and it's a blizzard uh, on top of all that. So I think I positioned a little bit wrong there. I mean, I can't complain because I scored at the end of the half. It was up one nothing. Second half, I did everything I thought I could do, you know. Um, Griff really kind of crapped the bed, though. Griff had, I think, four or five chances to. All he had to do was like make his couple dodges or or a dodge and he could get to the ball carry and just smash him. Yeah. And every time Griff would roll a one or a two and fall down and it just was back to back turns like that. And then I still set him up where on the last play of the game, he had to go for it twice to get into the end zone. So, I mean, I did as bad as good as I can with all that. Um, But you know, that that's what happens. And we ended up having a tie one-to-one overall our team got beat because I think the other two guys lost. I know uh, Michael Lewis beat William Toops, and I think Matt lost as well. So we, as a team, we're zero in one. Um, round two, we faced off against. I believe it was just a team. I think I'm not even sure on this. I don't know if they were like had some player added to them, or I, I can't. 
I really don't know. I've really paid attention to only my game at this right, point. Right, of course. Um, I played against a dwarf team with Griff. Not Gary, but a, <laughs> a different team. Um, and so, so a mirror uh, match I, almost. Yeah, it pretty much was. I mean, like, he had three guard. You know, he had block on his runners. Um, so, you know, Griff got to sit on the sidelines, and we got to have a dwarf match. Yay. Because it is Highlander rule. Because of Highlander. Okay. Uh, my my Chimera got jump up this turn. <laughs> so, yay. Break tackle jump up. You know, I, That's, that's one a, of those moments where I might just talk to the opponent and be like, hey, you want to just take a draw? Like, we don't have to play. We'll just go like, oh, two to he, two. He said it right <laughs> off the bat. He's like, he's like, is it going to be one to one or zero to zero? Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, I kind of hope I win, but um, yeah, that's probably what we're going to have. Yeah. And um, I kicked off to him. He hit me first. Um, I believe, I, I can't totally remember yeah. on this day, but. Um, I think he knocked out one of my guys. So I think I was down a player a couple plays in on the first half. And then he scored on turn eight. Oh, I remember. I, I guess I was positioning well because at one point about turn six, <laughs> I said, okay, I'm done for my turn. And I looked across the field and there was a, I didn't have a tackle zone on a lineman. Yeah. And I thought, oh, crap. And I thought, no, you're okay, Scott, because most people will not take a chance throwing to a lineman. And this guy, I guess, felt like I was playing tough enough that he had to do something. He 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 did did his blocks and stuff. He goes, okay. He's like, this is either going to make look like the smartest move ever or the dumbest move ever. Yeah. And he walked across the field and he threw a pass to that lineman. And I mean, he rolled fives and sixes. <laughs> Caught the ball and then rumbled down the field with the lineman. I caught up to him, but it wasn't enough. I mean, I couldn't tackle him. So right. he went up one nothing. But on the kickoff, um, I casualtyed one of his players, and from that moment on, like momentum totally switched. Then he kicked off to me, and by the time I scored, I had four of his players casualtyed off the field. Dang! And in the first game. I casualtyed four players too. I think three of them regen though, <laughs> if I remember correctly. So yeah. like I, I never had my opponent down in that um, that necro match because they kept regening. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I had eight casualties going into round three. I you know I tied the game one to one. His name was Jake. I want to say Seely was his name. Okay, um, up from Nebraska, I believe he came with the Nebraska crowd. Uh, that drove down uh, nice guy we had a good matchup and stuff and so anyways me and jake had a, a, a i guess as good a match and most predictable matches you can have with dwarves but i was happy to get some casualties in that because i figured getting four in the first matchup getting four in the second matchup like i have a chance for you know most casualties by the end of the day did you have any idea who my had next it? matchup what's that did you have any idea who was leading no, not at all. I mean, I knew Jennifer had six or seven at the time, um, but I didn't even, I don't know. I, I just tried to be a player. I didn't go bother them and ask them on casualties and stuff like that. Right. So, um, I tied my match. I believe one of our two guys, I can't, I think it was Matt, maybe one and William tied. So we won them. We won the team matchup. 
long story short in round two. So we're one and one as a team. Uh, round three, uh, we have lunch. We go eat some lunch. We just go grab a, a small burger at Wendy's, and then we go get some Andy's frozen custard. Cause it's oh, okay. I was going to say Wendy's. Of all the places, you went to Wendy's. Well, we were just going to do ice cream for dinner mm-hmm. or for lunch. And we was like, eh, I probably need a little bit of protein, even if it's bad protein. So we went and all had like a small cheeseburger and a drink and then had a giant ice cream. <laughs> That's fair. We're adults. Um, came back round three. We were facing Gary's team. Uh, they were called the Mooks for like Missouri M.O. and then OKC. Oh, OK. I thought that was kind of. Okies, you know, yeah. whatever. So we we faced off against them. Um, Gary was facing off, I believe, against Matt Strickland. And then Jennifer had to play William Toops. And I had to play Nick Cofield, who I thought was playing Underworld. Then I found out he was playing Goblins. And I know, I have Dwarves. He has Goblins. Oh, it should be an easy match. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to play this match. And he's like, why? And I was like, because you're chaos. And if your chaos works well, you're going to beat me. And then everybody's going to go, how the hell did you lose with Griffin Dwarves, you know, to, yeah. to Goblin? I mean, I I feel like you're the only one who ever thinks that. And it usually pans out for you because you don't have a good record against Goblins, really, it seems. I, I just don't. Anyways. Um it was really cool, though. Nick painted up the old Brian Hill miniature that we did. Yeah. The little drummer guy, the Norse drummer. And he had him painted up. And it was also an inducement because there's a war drum inducement that I'm sure I knew about, but yeah. I couldn't remember. And you roll and then you can push people back that many squares. Like it vibrates them backwards. Um, so he would do that and then he would throw a bomb into that little cluster of people. So that was uh, entertaining. Um, let's see. He got the kickoff, which was bad. Now, I, I really think I win the game if I get to, you know, get the kickoff. But in this case, uh, he won the kickoff. So here we go. Goblins versus dwarves. <coughs> and, um, just play after play after play. He starts peeling people off the pitch God. and they're all through fouls. They're through chainsaws. Right. They're through, um, you know, ball and chain. They are through throwing a bomb to the guy that, you know, has hands and can catch the ball and does catch the ball. But since he can't throw it back, it blows up in a square because a troll slayer is too big of an idiot to throw a bomb off of him. God. More on that later. Anyways, for real, I had by the second half i can't remember now all i know is i was getting beat up but i was staying i kept griff in the back every every play i told myself don't lose your shit scott don't lose your shit right it's okay they're goblins eventually they're gonna do goblin stuff which is bad and slowly you would think so anyways and very slowly i started taking a few guys off the pitch which is you know good um so anyways, I um, position myself where he kind of says, like, I'm going to take a chance here. And he throws the swoop goblin and it glides right over my guys's head. And luckily he cannot land. 
um, so at that point, I pick the ball up with Griff, and Griff does what Griff does, and he goes down and, you know, scores. Um, then uh, s- second half happens. I might be getting these halves mixed up. That might be second half for all I, I, I can't remember. It's it's such a blur. At one point, I only had six guys on the field in the second half. Yeah. For real. Dwarves, six guys. <laughs> all from like hitting people, chainsaw, ball and chain. I score. I did get the ball back. I did score on the very, very last play with some go forts with Griff. So I ended up winning two nothing. Everybody thinks I just beat his face in, but it really wasn't like that. It was actually a really close game that he beat the hell out of me with, with casual. He said all day, he's like, I've had like five, six casualties a game, but they're all from my secret weapons or from fouling. And, um, I, I had two casualties. So at this point I only got two against goblins of all people. And I'm thinking, well, if I, I don't know how much of a chance I have for getting cash, you know, the best, most casualties at this yeah. point. Um, William Tubes wins, I win, and Gary, I think, destroys Matt. I think Griff just beats the Griff out of him or something like that. And, um, but we still win as a team. So, like, we're all pretty happy. And I, they were like, You think we're going to get like a, a trophy? And I was like, Well, there's only six teams here. So it's going to come down to some weird tiebreakers. Yeah. And, and at the end of it all, um, Michael's team got first. Well, that's good. I, cannot, I I hate to say this. I cannot remember who got second. It might have been some Springfield guys, but I can't remember. And I'm sorry. I, I asked Brendan to send me some stats and stuff before we record, and he said he would, but I know he's probably busy with his family too. So maybe I'll have an update on this next podcast in 10 to two weeks. But um, we ended up getting third. I ended up getting most casualties, and I outright had it. It didn't trickle down to me, so I was very happy. That's awesome. So Jennifer had nine casualties. I had ten. So uh, Jennifer ended up getting um, like fan favorite, which is like their best sports award or whatever. So, yeah, me and Jennifer took home some awards from oh, good. Saturday. I won a sevens pitch in the drawing. What kind? They have some, like the GW uh, one or? The GW one, actually. Oh, that's cool. I was like, this is something I would never buy, and um, I'll take it because I don't have it. So yeah. I didn't, I forgot they even made one, to be honest, but they had some cool items, uh, you know, for raffle. They even had like some gift cards to the store because Michael Lewis, of course, took those. <laughs> and they had a team, a painted like Nurgle team, I believe it was, like a circus theme thing. Yeah. That they also was raffling off. I bought some tickets for that. And then um, we end the night, and me and Jennifer do our own thing. Robert and Gary go do their own thing. Michael and his guys do their own thing. So everybody did their own thing. Um, sleep, get up the next day. I'm the only one playing out of everybody in my hotel room. So I, I go and meet Michael Lewis and his boys and Matt Strickland. Uh, we ate at the Big Biscuit there in Springfield, had some breakfast and talked and hung out. And then we drove over to the um, – Sunday event, which was Mystery Bowl 2, which had a circus-type theme. I believe Mystery Bowl 1 was like a Scooby-Doo-type theme. Yeah, it was. This circus thing. They had some circus star players, um, like a trapeze artist, stuff like that. A yeah. Juggler, things like that. Uh, the build for this, if I remember correctly, was 1.14, and then you got 100 
and 60 in skills. I'll call up my roster now so I can uh, be sure on this. Yeah, 160 in skills. And then so you had 1.14 uh, to build your team. As people might know, uh, I posted this. I was going to take corn because it's uh, only a three-game tournament. And I wanted to get this. I wanted to rip this Band-Aid off as quickly as possible. <laughs> and so I played. I put up a bunch of teams. And really, I should only put the teams I really want to play up there and have people vote because they voted for the team I didn't want to play at all. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> Which was, logical, uh, of course. The, the, they voted for the team with the Blood Spawn, four Blood Seekers, three Corn Gores, and then four Linemen and two Rerolls. Yeah. Probably exactly what I should have played having the extra Rerolls because with Corn, you need a ton of Rerolls. Um, Sunday was a disaster, Steve. I was keeping track and watching you, and yeah, we've, I think Joe mentioned this, you'll probably get into it, but we've talked before about your luck at some tournaments, and it's not an exaggeration. I mean, well, let's let's just go through it. Uh, round one, this is not a team event. Um, I walked how many, in... How many people were there for day two? Uh, 16. Oh. There was 16 people. There was so different people. People came? I mean, there was like... Huh. There was like maybe six different people that showed up to this event because Aaron Franklin and Perrin was there. Um, Barrett was there. There was different people there. So we had some come and go for sure. So I walked into the store that morning like, Scott, don't expect anything. I even told Gary the night before. I was like, if I go one, one, and one (laughs) with corn, I'm going to be celebrating in the streets. And he's like, Are they, you think they're that bad? And I was like, they're going to be bad for me. A lot of frenzy, blah, blah, blah. Low armor. And round one, I've faced against uh, Jake Sheely again, who had dwarves and Griff. <laughs> so I win the kickoff, and I said, heck yeah, I'm going to take the ball. And then he positions his guard pieces behind the guys on the line. So therefore, if I don't knock his guys down, I push myself, in, I frenzy myself into a two die. He gets to pick <laughs> uh, block. Yeah. So I thought, I'm not going to buy into this. I got this uh, blood seeker over here that I can go hit one of those guard pieces off. And then I can start at least hitting his dwarf somewhat. The best you can, you know, corn versus dwarves. Um, Opening thing, I go out there to blitz, roll double skulls. Try to use my pro. Oh, and uh, I roll a one. So my team build for skills is brawler on the blood spawn, which I believe is a mistake. I had one blood seeker with pro, and that's because I didn't know what to give him. So I thought I'd give the new pro a try. Yeah. Not sure I'm a fan. Uh, I had three uh, three blood seekers with block, one corn gore with wrestle, one corn gore with tackle, one corn gore with sure hands, and then all my linemen they just had frenzy. Two rerolls. So right off the bat, double skulls can't do nothing about it, and the ball was like ne- ne- kind of next to my guy, and I was like, I'm not going to waste a reroll now because corn, I'm going to need rerolls. What what can he do to me? Well, he rolls a ten with the dice and then he rolls like a 12 so casualty blood seeker gone Jeez. 
so then the next f- four blocks go like this. He hits my guy. Brokes the armor. Ten. Knocked out. Hits my next guy. Breaks the armor with a ten. Knocked out. Hits the next guy. Rolls an eleven. Stunned. Hits the next guy. Rolls like a... Had to be a ten or eleven. I can't remember at this point. But he broke the armor. Casualty. Yeah. Before I ever had turn two, it was seven to eleven against dwarves and griff. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't say, know anyone else who has that luck besides you. Luckily, dude, the guy was like, "I can't believe these dice." And I said, "I tell you what, let's just play with those dice, and we'll see if they're just hot." And he said, "Okay, if, I'm cool with sharing dice." And let me tell you something: they were hot for him. And cold for me, mm-hmm. which is fine because we played with the same dice. There's just nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he even goes, he's like, dude, you are taking this really well. And I was like, well, thank you. I said, I, <laughs> I took my competitive hat off today. And I said, at this point, it, it happens so fast and it's so crazy that all you can do is laugh about it. And I tried to fight him. I did what I could. And uh, you can't do much when you have seven guys or less on the field. And that's how the game was. He beat me three to nothing. He maybe could have beat me at one point. I was like, you can keep scoring. And if you want to like knock everybody off the pitch, you can to get bonus points. Cause there's 16 people here in only three rounds. There's going to be two undefeateds if there's no ties. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I'm a little worried. I saw you play yesterday and you're a pretty good coach. So I'm going to play this safe. And I'm like, okay, so much respect. Thank you, Jake, for being nice. <laughs> Instead of uh, pushing it too much, because you could have beat me four or five to nothing. But anyways, you beat me three to nothing. We go on to the next round. Um, next round, I play. Who did I play? It was such a blur. Oh, my God. I can't believe him. Oh, I know. It's not a blur. I played the Thick Bear himself, William Toops, ah. who had Chaos Dwarfs. And evidently, I guess we have a rivalry that I don't know about because William Toops was so excited to finally get to play me and he's been wanting a chance to get a chance to beat me and all this stuff. So, like, you know, it's funny. I Scott mentioned this before and I brought up the fact that, you know, we do a podcast. People either think we're good at Blood Bowl or they at least want to play us because, you know, notoriety and. You know, it's kind of cool to play the guy from the podcast, and we get it because we'd been there the first time we played Extreme or Johnny or I, Chance. I do that or, when I play like Tim Lyons. And yeah, stuff like that. exactly. Um, but I always think of Mortal Kombat, not Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, the movie with M. Bison. When uh, I think it's Chun Li because it's been so long since I've seen the movie, talks about how she remembers the day that M. Bison came to town and destroyed her, you know, killed her father and all this. And M. Bison just goes, For you, the day I came to town was the worst day of your life. To me, it was a Tuesday. And, like, it's true. I'm like, these these games mean a lot to people, and I'm not trying to downgrade it that they don't. I don't remember games. Like, I, I played a game two days ago. That'll be out of my head in about three days. <laughs> I know. I know me and William Toops had some good games. I couldn't tell you what the, our records were. Right. Uh, but anyway, so we, we played a matchup. Um, you know, we had a, 
a good little game here. Um, he immediately started taking guys off the pitch again. I, I mean, that was the theme is I was always behind, always behind before I even got a turn. I was down men, (laughs) same thing, same scenario. I think I was down to nine men. I think it was nine to 11 before I had my first turn because he got the ball. Um, he, he was stalling and I kept telling him, I was like, brother, don't you stall on me. I said, you need to score while you can. And he's like, Oh no, no, no. And all this stuff. So I uh, did crazy stuff at this point. I was out of rerolls. My team was down. I had nothing to lose. That's it what was a, like, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize when it comes to tournaments is these players mean nothing. It's like the Russian army. You're just throwing them at people and hoping something happens. And if it doesn't happen good, eh, whatever. So eventually I, I worked the guy down the field and he had two tackle zones on me. Well, I um, stood up. I dodged through one tackle zone, dodged through, or I dodged through two tackle zones, then dodged through one tackle zone and then uh, got to the open space and then went for it and then went for it again or rushing. I re- rushed for it twice and I got to his ball carrier. And I said, I'm going to nail him. And boom, I nailed him. And I was like, now that ball's going to go out of bounds and get thrown all the way upfield where all my guys are. <laughs> where I had like, I had my, I had the one guy down there by the end zone. And then I had my only other five guys up on, on the other side of the field. And sure enough, it rolled a six, it rolled a five, which went that far direction. And then it went 11. <laughs> and I called it. I told him, I said, it's at least going 10. And he, he was sweating bullets at this time. And it threw it right to where my guys were. And so I made a small pocket of my, you know, five guys. And I started trucking down the field. Well, those bull centaurs are just too much. And a full team of Chaos Dwarves is too much. Um, I got within striking distance, but he tackled me every time. And then at the end of the half, I had one opportunity to go pick up the ball in a tackle zone and then dodge out. And of course I failed. I didn't have any rerolls. Then we start. So we're at zero zero, and he's like sweating bullets because this is. I don't have any players. You know, I'm down men like crazy. <laughs> you know, he should have just scored. He was kicking himself. And then the second half started, and I I shot a guy out to like catch a pass, and he goes, "I know what you're doing. You're trying to lure lure me over here to like, you know, distract me." And I was like, "Whatever." <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I, I am, maybe I'm not. Long story short, I basically did what Jake did to me the other day, uh, but William marked the guy, and I was like, this is my only chance to score. There's nobody else on that side of the field except that one guy who's marking my player. All I got to do is throw the ball down there, catch it, run in, and then I go up one nothing. and of course William's going to trot down the field and he's going to score, but maybe I can hold off a 1-1 tie. Yeah. So... Um, he had one of his guys on top of me, so I had to like break away. And of course, I rolled a one. I think no, that's not true. I um, I shot a guy around the corner, uh, just a regular um, marauder, to blitz that character off of my uh, that player off my guy that was kind of in the open. And I rolled a one going for it the one time to hit him. And so I had to eat one reroll then. And by this time, I'm committed to trying to score because this is my best chance. Otherwise, he's just going to swallow me up. Yeah. And then I go around the corner, and all I have to do is make this little crappy little pass. I roll bad enough where both times it's just an incomplete pass. 
the ball's right next to me. Then he just starts swarming me. And then, long story short, he stalls out. I still dodge through a million tackle zones and things. And it's, like, starting to, I think, kind of really annoy him because, like, it shouldn't work. But I was playing, I was started becoming, like, cocky Scott. Like, <laughs> I need a four, so I'm going to roll a five. And boom, I'd hit the number. Like, you know, one has six chance of guessing, right? Yeah, of course. At one point, he goes, you know you need a five. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Roll the five. I go, I'm dodging through here. And he's like, what? That? you need a six. And I was like, I'm going to nail it. Boom. I nailed it. <laughs> need a four. Boom. Nailed it. And then I of course, the every power. time it'd be like the simple things, you know, like the, the rush or whatever that I'd roll one on, but I made him work for it. And I got my ass handed to me in that game. Um, took a break for lunch. We did the same thing. We had a small, small, uh, we had a roast beef sandwich and then we had ice cream. So, you know there's a Rusty's here. You don't have to go hoggo while it's you're out there. Rusty's. It's an Andy's. Andy's. That's what I meant. You know the difference, though, Steve? It no. was less than a mile from the from the game shop. And if I want Andy's here, I have to drive every bit of 25 minutes. Oh, place. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a very different experience. I'll give you that. Right. Um, game, game three, I played uh, Terry Harms, uh, a blood bowler from the Nebraska area. He had the new Norse team. Um, so it was Norse versus corn. And, um, I believe, I believe, I believe, no, I, I got the ball first. I got the ball first. I kind of stalled out the whole half the best I could. He got to my ball carry and knocked me down like three spaces away from my end zone, but things just worked out where I got, nobody picked up the ball. And then I blitzed a guy off. I picked up the ball, ran in on my turn eight. Yeah. And then the second half, um, he had a kind of a breakthrough where I had, um, I can't remember what really happened, but there was a, a momentum shift. He got down where he could stall if he wanted to. And on turn five, I, I, I was putting pressure on him. Same thing I was doing with William. You know, I was dodging through stuff, just trying to get people there. And I would have got shot on his ball carrier. He went ahead and scored on turn five to make sure he could score. Yeah. And then I had three plays to kind of work work the field with corn. I did I lost like one player to a casualty and one to a knockout, and the knockout guy recovered. That was another thing. My knockouts weren't recovering at all this day. But in that game against Terry, everything worked out and I ended up winning. Sa- same scenario though. I get to the I get really close to the end zone. He tackles me <laughs> like a shoestring tackle. <laughs> tackle and then i had to have somebody else come in pick up the ball and run into the end zone yeah with a go for it so i won two to one on my last turn so the brimstone demons went one and two and my god i hate corn as i say i think the the key takeaway here is you didn't get the spoon i did not get the spoon and surprisingly you were so worried about that well, me and Terry was on the last table, and to all our information we had, we were dead last. Like, here's my points. You get 10 points for a loss. Yeah. You get three points for finishing on time. Well, I had 13 points the first round. <laughs> the second round, I got two more points because I kept it close because there's only one to nothing. I had 15 points, so I had a total of 28 points. Terry also had 
28 points. Same results. Like he, he rolled like 10 double skulls throughout the day. Like, and most of them through those first two matches he had. He got so mad at his dice, he gave them to somebody. God. He's like, I'm done with these dice. F these dice. And they were the new Norse dice, too. Oh, wow. Um, we were both on the dead last table. And so there must have been somebody else who was Owen too, because whoever got me or him didn't get the wooden spoon. Somebody else did <laughs> because he had two less points than Terry did. So by me and Terry having a close game, it gave Terry two points and prevented him from getting the wooden spoon. We were both very happy. Uh, yeah, I would guess that's a good thing. I did not want it. I mean, it looked cool, but I didn't want it. <laughs> and I was really scared if I had another game like I did on round one or two where people just get blew up. I mean, I would have earned a spoon, and I said I would never win one of those ever in my life. Well, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. No, it can't. You could. Don't say that, Steve. <laughs> I, mean, I really thought, since I knew I was in the running for not getting anything, I was like, I could drop out because... Because Brendan's playing, he's the odd man out, and I could get a three-hour guarantee know. that you're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. but I did. I mean, I could have got back sooner. That's I'd, true. Look, I thought it, but I didn't do it. You think of a lot of things mm-hmm. that you don't end up doing. There's a lot of people who are still alive. Yeah, so I don't know where I finished out of those sixteen people, but it wasn't dead last. Thank God. Well, that's good. But corn, yes. Having that much frenzy sucks. I mean, obviously, I ran into some really bad luck with just dice getting diced. But I, I don't know if this makes them too too powerful or not. But I think just having those linemen, if they just had nine armor instead of eight, that might help. Yeah, but eight's still good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like having seven back in the day. Oh, I, oh yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah, if it was a nine plus eight instead plus. of eight plus, you yeah, didn't say eight, eight plus. plus. You said eight. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, you're right. It is a big difference. Um, Brawler is really bad for like the blitzy characters because you can't roll a boat down. You can't re-roll your boat down if you're blitzing. Did not um, know that. I've kind of forgot. Until it happened, and then I was like, oh, yeah, wait a second. We should double-check this. And we checked it, and I was like, yeah, you can't do that. Hmm. Uh, pro, you know, I'm so used to the old pro where you can re-roll all the dice. It's only one die. Yeah. So that I mean, kind of really sucks. That kind of makes it sort of better for big guys. Not better than what it was, but more suited for big guys because you can try to re-roll the activation roll. Because that's only one die. Yeah, but the bad thing is, for big guys, it's still a general skill, so it's going to cost secondary. No, I, I mean, mean, you're right. I mean, it's it. I don't know how that's even better, Steve. Your logic there is no. I'm saying it's more suited. That's what I'm saying. It's not better. It is know. now more suited for a big guy because oh, it's you. only one die. There's not many times you want to reroll only one die. I got you. Unless it's a dodge, or but you know. Typically, if you want that, you take Dodge. Uh, everybody liked the team. They thought that was cool. I had a cool-looking team that I borrowed from you. Yeah. It's a good, nice-looking team. Who painted that? Is that Thor? That is Thor. 
Um, speaking of, they are doing Threadball again, as always. So I believe we have a well, shout-out for that. Out, so. Okay. Anyways, so that wraps up. We hit the car. We came home. We got home about 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. That's not bad. So, uh, you know, I was thinking after day one, I only played three rounds, and I thought, oh, this doesn't feel as tiring. And, you know, this is not going to feel as tiring as, like, Chaos Cup when you play six games. Day one felt like a half day. Like, it was only a half day tournament, not even a full day. Day two felt like about three days. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I was dead tired. Almost just like coming back from Chaos Cup. Now, was it because of the team you are playing and how poorly you did? Oh, I might have been. But the truth is, is my game one lasted like an hour and 10 minutes. My game two lasted like oh. an hour and 25 minutes. Did your day one I, games go the full time every time? No, I finished everything on time. Surprise. No, so I'm saying it's like, but did it take the full time instead of like. Maybe. Because yeah, if you have or, an extra yeah, like, hour every game, it kind of does drag. That's true. I mean, yeah, we finished up and checked the clock and there was seven minutes left or something like yeah, that. So, that's yeah, that's a big a difference. Different. So maybe it was that. Yeah, there was times that I couldn't even go talk to people because I'd bug them because I was done so early. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I don't know. We haven't got to the second half yet. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, Joe Smith, he came by and he's like, dude, you talk about this on your podcast. and uh Oh, I'm seeing it live. I'm seeing it live happen. All these armor breaks. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. The f- I don't know anyone who can take that many casualties and knockouts in the first hit every single time. Yeah. I mean, you never hear Brian too saying, oh man, he peeled four guys off the pitch before I had a second turn. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, it's not like I'm giving him any more hits than Brian would. You it know, might have happened to him, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He needs a podcast so we can hear about that. <laughs> Don't give him ideas. <laughs> um, anyways, overall, uh, Brendan Smith and Joe Smith, they ran a good event. Uh, the second day I won, I almost took a like a paint set, uh, but one of the guys really wanted that bad. He got drawn right after me. Yeah. So I was just like, if you really need it that bad, then you can have it. And I'll take, I took a dark elf team. So I got a dark elf team and a sevens pitch. So, Oh, you can put together I, the dark elf team. Cause everyone loves um, doing that. I heard it's awful, but I also thought like if we play dungeon bowl, I'll have some minis. Oh, that's true. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Or, or, or it goes in the prize pool for an Oklahoma bowl. That's true too. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know yeah. how the Dungeon Bowl, you know, we do have that lined up to happen after our season ends. And just putting together a Dungeon Bowl team does not sound fun. Um, I'm probably Trying not going to do it. Cobble to stuff together. Yeah. I think I'm going to cobble stuff together to see if we even like it. And that's kind of the purpose of running a little season. Yeah. But anyways, had a good time in Springfield, tired, came back. Luckily, we had the whole day to uh, just kind of rest and recover, and I'm still freaking tired. So what is your what's your opinion on two one-day tournaments as a player versus someone running it? Because um, didn't, I mean, I, we, you, I didn't mind I don't because... think, we weren't the first yeah. ones to do it, I don't think. But we're the one of the most consistent ones, at least that I know of. I'm sure... They've had one going for 20 years in Europe somewhere that we're just not aware of. 
But at um, least in America, I don't know that we ever had any anyone doing two one-day tournaments until us. Right. For the same weekend. And now they're doing it, and I think Florida's doing one, and... It seems to be more popular. So, what is your oh, opinion? Night, night and day. I I like that better than the sixth round tournaments. But when you have a hundred people show up for a Chaos Cup, you got to do six. Oh rounds. no, you have to. But yeah. Um. But it's just nice to have something fresh that you can start off with. Uh, Jake Seeley, the guy who had Griffin Dwarves, he won first place. Um, for that second tournament, uh, Mystery Bowl two. So. And then Michael Lewis got casualties, but those are the only two rewards I can remember. Who got the best sport? Michael Lewis. There you go. Yeah. As I always. Mean, I couldn't have been more better behaved that tournament. So which just proves I'm never, ever, ever going to get most best sport. Well, you remember how I got mine, right? <laughs> By default? Well, no. Unless that's a different tournament, maybe. Um no, it was oh, the one in Texas where I helped two people beat me and one of my guys had to leave for an emergency. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> well, that's all right. Hey, I can't argue with Michael Lewis always winning one because he's just a more gentle soul than me. And I'm very jealous that I don't have what he has. And that's okay. I have stuff he doesn't have. Anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crippling jealousy <laughs> jealousy um f- so my thoughts are is like i know corn's supposed to be a lower tier team and very challenging would i play them again maybe but i don't want to i just don't want to um but surely i wouldn't have that bad of luck playing them again with all the armor breaks but who knows um I feel like the uh, Marauder Lyman should have high, one more point higher armor. Maybe that would make yeah. me change my mind. That would help a lot because I forget that they're you know now eight plus. Dwarves and Griff, even though I won one game and tied two, is pretty messed up. <laughs> um, I still think Griff is very very um, good for his value. So you know we'll see if that eventually gets changed or not. I do still hate. And if GW's listening, listen well. There should be no player with the un they're just unable to throw a ball or a bomb or whatever. Yeah. Now I'm fine with everything being a six. Yeah. I, I'm totally, totally get that. I'm fine with the skill that you have to roll before you decide if you want to throw. Maybe like, you know, or a character if you don't want them to throw, they have no hands because then they can't hold the ball. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was frustrating in that goblin game to catch the ball and not do catch the bomb and do nothing about, it. but here's my main complaint. You take, you know, I've said this before you take away the biggest play in blood bowl. It's a two to one game. The guy has one turn left. He's on the other side of the field. Yeah. And his only chance is to throw a bomb and maybe hand off to somebody and then throw a bomb. And maybe for the necro guy, his, you know, his werewolves are hurt. And so they, and his ghouls are hurt. So yeah. they have to throw a bomb from a zombie to a zombie or to a flesh golem. 
And it and happened like way, one out of 50 matches, if that. Yeah. But in the old way, you could, well, got to pick up on a five. Ooh. Well, here's a bomb. It's minus three. I need a six. Holy crap, I got it. Mm-hmm. And then, well, he's in a tackle zone. I need a six. Holy crap, I got it. You yep. know, all these things, Blood <laughs> then... Bowl doesn't have anymore because, I mean, it has, but not as many of them because they've taken away this, you don't have a passing skill. Yeah. And that just makes me upset. And other people agreed with me, but of course we're not, what What can we do about it? They don't yeah, I mean, they, they don't really care about us, so. Um, well, I, I mean, also... they do care about us since they sent us stuff to review. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's my that's my opinion on stuff. Um, it, it was nice. You you asked like, how does it feel? Yeah. It was great not running a tournament and just being a guy. Yeah. Somebody asked me a question. And I said, don't ask me. Ask the to. <laughs> it was it was great. It was great just going to be a, a dude instead of running the event. A dude, so, not the dude. Yeah, just a dude. I'm not the dude. But anyways. So overall, this weekend I went two, two, and two, and um, got some trophy and some hardware. So that was cool. That's good. I was disappointed with my record with Griffin Dwarves because I expected to get two wins. And um, I always think Harry Potter when you say that. Ten points for Griffin Dwarves. Yeah, and really, I, I kind of, I thought the demons could maybe pull off a tie here or there, but yeah. Oh well. Good time. Still had fun. Yep, and no spoon. And no spoon. And I got demons off my... Uh, I played them. I'm done. Now I just have to play uh, Old World Alliance and some nobility. Shouldn't be an issue. Uh, no, not with as many tournaments coming up. So, All right. We've talked enough here. So let's uh, take a break. And we'll come back and we'll talk about horse heresy. Okay, welcome back again, and now we're going to be talking about not a sponsored content, but GW was kind enough to send us out a review copy of Warhammer the Horus Heresy. It's the Age new, of Darkness. Age of Darkness, the new box set, along with the two new books, was the Loyalist Legions Astartes Army Book and the Traitor Legionnaires Astartes Army Book. And yes, we're going to purchase all these because we don't play the game, but still, it's awesome. So, um, looking at the rule book here, it says Warhammer the Horse Heresy, Night Falls on the Golden Age of Humanity. Sons shall turn upon their father, and his world's drowned in blood. The eye shall open, and the galaxy will burn. <clears throat> and then, in you this know, your little typical light- Friday night. Yeah. And uh, this kind of sums up, I guess, what this. Uh, the horse heresy is because I've heard of this, but I'll be honest, I don't know much about it at all. And this age of darkness stuff with this box set. So the horse heresy is reckoned by many to rate as the greatest single disaster ever suffered by the Imperium. The specific details of the heresy are known only to the emperor, but its broader history is the stuff of popular legend. According to one version of the tale, Horace was once the most trusted servant of the emperor. But in his heart, there dwelt a hidden evil, and he became seduced by this evil. 
and came to nurture hidden demons and other forces of destruction. Horus marched upon Earth with a third part of his third part of the hosts of the Imperium, which he had seduced to his purpose. For seven days and seven nights, the hosts battled until the Emperor caught Horus by the heel and cast him in the eye of terror, and with him the third part of the hosts of the Imperium. This is uh, an excerpt from the first book of the Astronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome name, though. Um, and for the back of the box, to put it in more layman's term, Warhammer The Horus Heresy, Age of Darkness, is an exciting tabletop game for two or more players. Take control of the Loyalist armies of the Imperium or the traitor forces of Horus, assembling an army of finely detailed Citadel miniatures to play out the pivotal battles of the war. This set is designed to give you everything you need to get started in the Warhammer The Horus Heresy hobby, including the core rules of the game, as well as miniatures, dice, and templates, and is the perfect place to delve into the Age of Darkness. So, assuming I know what I'm talking about, and l l for the record, we don't know what we're talking about. Not a clue. <laughs> uh, we opened the box, we went through the books. There is a million sprues in this box. It is insane. It is packed. It's It says 54 models, or miniatures, doesn't say models. Um, contents are... The rule book, two rules reference sheets, 26-sided dice and one scattered dice, templates, measuring sticks, transfer sheets, 54 miniatures, two legion praetors, 40 tactical marines in MKV-1 power armor, 10 cataphracti terminators, one contemptor dreadnought, and one spartan assault tank. So there's a freaking tank in here. And as Steve said before we even started podcasting, he said, you tell me where the tank is here <laughs> on these sprues. <laughs> I took a photo, as as I like to do whenever we have a box and we're opening it. I take a photo, I take out a layer, take a photo, take out a layer, take a photo, take out a layer. There's so many sprues. And no, you cannot see many tank parts. I'm sure they're there, but I did not see them. Yeah, there's a, a lot. Um, anyways, a lot of gray plastic in here. Um, I didn't, when I looked through, I didn't look through the sprues as much as you, it's all gray, right? So you couldn't build this and say, yeah. I'm the blue plastic. Okay. Uh, that's all I saw. Was no, it's all the same suit. color. Okay. So I'm going to say as a pure, like, honestly, if you're buying this, you're going to paint it probably. Yeah, but this if is I was... If I was 12 years old and I wanted to buy this because it's a box set, I sure wish they would have done the plastic armies in two different colors, just like they do with Blood Bowl. Yeah, but I'm sure the sprues intermingle, so they probably can't do that. Maybe maybe so. And this is definitely not geared towards people like us. We are not the big miniature maker people that would need to That's do this. True. We don't paint. We don't, you know, make miniatures. So I'm assuming with the branding of this being the Horace Heresy box set, Age yeah. of Darkness, and these really nice hardcover books, that this is for the more serious players. For oh sure. yeah, and they are um, awesome. This that is a hardcover book. There is, I believe, 148 pages of fluff before they ever get to the. This is the rules. 
So it goes through all the different like chapters of Legionnaires and stuff, all the way up to like like here's like the twenty third one. Here's the twenty the twenty ninth, or I'm sorry, the nineteenth. Yeah. The twentieth. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. I'm trying to find the first page of the, and it has a, a cool timeline, which I actually like this. And that's why I asked to take this book home so I could read this little timeline thing of like the history of all this stuff. Right. In the galaxy at war. Now it has a, in the middle, kind of in the middle here, it has the big Imperium map. And the reason this interests me is, is because recently, eh, let's say not too recent, uh, the core rules start on page 146. <laughs> And the book is every bit of 330 plus pages, looks like. Yeah. Um, there's an old board game based off the talisman system called Relic, where you're space marines and other you know people from the Warhammer universe, and you're playing a board game and walking around and trying to level up and get to the center of the board. And It's not like a great game, but for some reason it's a fun game. So I cannot recommend you to go out and buying it. But at the same time, if you play it, you're probably going to love it. Uh, it's one of those games. Um, so I've always been a fan of all this stuff, but I've never had the money really to get into all this stuff. So speaking <laughs> of sense. the money. So I like the lure, yeah. but I don't like buying all this stuff. So, so yeah, it looks like, and take it for what it's worth, but a couple of websites have said that they have found the true cost of everything and if you order from online you also get a cool um if you order the set directly from games workshop web store you'll bag yourself an exclusive reaction token and card set that means eight metal tokens and a deck of eight cards to keep track of the game six reactions and two advanced reactions so So those are pretty cool but this box set take a guess how much um based off the golly it's got to be every bit of 200 so i'm gonna say 225 well 225 euros which comes out to 299 american and each of the books 70 bucks american i believe that those books are here's the deal these books are beautifully designed. Oh, it looks freaking, like old parchment yeah. paper. Some of these old black and white, like they look like old black and white images and stuff. Yeah. The finish on these, beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with the Blood Bowl stuff, but you definitely can see that they take more time on the graphic design and the style of the Warhammer products. Yeah. I mean, sure. also, they cost twice as much. Well, I understand that. I'm not complaining. No, I'm no, just no. Saying, like, yeah, it's definitely a different aesthetic too. Because you can definitely tell that this is their moneymaker. Blood Bowl also is more of a cartoony thing, because you can look at the covers and it's definitely a cartoonish style. That's whereas this is, this is very realistic. You know, as much as high. I guess this wouldn't be high fantasy. What would this be? Space fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. Future I, fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. I guess it is just straight for sci-fi. There's no fantasy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's gods and stuff. Whatever. Well, what's interesting is like recently me and Jennifer played Relic, and um, some there's an expansion called the Halls of Terra, and I was like, I never put two and two to. 
I put two and two together based off the Blood Bowl fluff that, you know, like in the old world is planet Earth. But, you know, to yeah. me, that is never associated with the same thing. So I don't know why I didn't like put two and two together with the, the Warhammer stuff, even though it says like the Blood Bowl stuff years and years after the Warhammer stuff, the 40K stuff. Anyways, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. <laughs> Just in Relic, they started mentioning Terra. Uh, in these books, it talks about Earth. Terra all the time. It talks about Mars, so it's it's just interesting that it's like ha- happening like kind of in our part of the galaxy where most of the time if you talk about Warhammer, I never think about that, especially Warhammer 40k. And uh, Marvel did some 40k comics recently, the the Sisters of Battle or whatever, and some Space Marine books, and I read those and actually quite enjoyed them. So I enjoyed like the lore stuff. And all the aesthetics of this, I have, you know, uh, Chaos in the Old World, Warhammer board game. I have uh, Forbidden Stars, which is a 40K board game. And then I have Relics. So you used to have the role-playing game, too. Yeah, I used to have the... I still have the second edition or the first edition of the role-playing game. Oh, okay. I got rid of the, like, second or third edition that came out, you know, 10, 15 years ago, so... But yes, I still have that too. So I've always kind of like really wanted to jump in, but really I think it's just been money. And the fact that, you know, maybe if Blood Bowl never existed, I probably would be playing this stuff because I just like it. Yeah. Blood Bowl, I like sports and the fantasy aspect. So therefore, I think that's what, you know, beat all this stuff out. But as a kid, I wanted Space Hulk and all those kind of board games too. So this is beautiful. Uh, is it worth three hundred dollars? I think that's unfair for me to say. Yeah, we can't really I, speak to that because yeah, I, I don't know. The, I don't fifty four models. If each one's six bucks, I mean that's alone worth it, not including the book, which is another the book, seventy. The books are they're they're pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty dang impressive. Maybe we could get a Blood Bowl book. That's like one of these books that has no typos in it <laughs> and no errata, and we just put everything in one book, so I don't have See, to take four books. And that's also ever. kind of another thing, is where we don't have a good understanding of this game, we can't say, like, do you have to take the core rule book and the other rule book with you, or is just one good? Do they have a ton of errata, or do they put more emphasis on making sure it's done right the first time? We don't know. Yeah. Not our game. Yeah. I don't and I mean, yeah, it would be cool if someone could teach us this and we played it, but there's just no time or money to really get into that hobby. We played more time for a little bit. Was it more time? Yeah, it was more time. Yeah, it was. Um, and that was fun. You know, Sarge did all of the background stuff and he made the story. But still, we didn't find time to play that. And that was just, you know, quick skirmish games of like an hour or two. Right. And it was, uh-huh. you know, your your squad, or whatever it was, only had maybe seven to ten people. So, huge difference. I, I mean, I think that's a, always been a little bit intimidating with Warhammer is that I have to buy... I don't really like painting, and you're telling me I need an army of 25 guys or 30 guys or build a tank and paint it? Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, they look really cool when they're out there. So, anyways, I don't... <clears throat> besides BSing about it, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, it looks really cool. Yeah. 
Um, there's a ton, 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 ton of fluff though here. So if you're into the Warhammer fluff, if you care about that, although probably the Warhammer people have heard the same story a hundred times, kind of like us Blood Bowl guys. Mm-hmm. But anyways, there's a lot of stuff with each little chapter and it goes through insignias and stuff that's on the armor. And I, as a novice, I think that's pretty cool to kind of look at. So It's definitely cool. And it's one of these things like we are on the periphery of an entire fandom that could easily swallow us whole. But we have other devotions. Well, I the ma- I think the map is really cool too because just like the Blood Bowl maps and stuff of the old world, I like seeing that galaxy thing because it like it's like I said it goes through those board games that I play, which is Relic, Forbidden Stars. So I think that's cool to see. Like, oh, this is a planet from Forbidden Stars where the orcs are from. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Other than that, you know, GW always makes good miniatures, so I I can't really complain. No, um, I, I kind of will complain. How come? How come all these little space marines are on two feet? Like they're kind of walking. <laughs> That's true. And they're on two feet. Yeah, but they're not meant to be dynamic, and they probably weigh seven tons. All these little guys—they have so guns, and they're pointing. Let's and t- they're on rocks. Let's tie this into Blood Bowl, shall we? Uh huh. Fifty-four figures, right? Uh-huh. How many figures in a box? For Blood Bowl? Yeah. 12 to 14. So let's say 12. Um, okay. So we're talking four teams. Mm-hmm. So if they put out a Blood Bowl um, Lost Lustria or something, and it came with a Lizardman team and an Amazon team and a Sea Elf team and some other new race or whatever, and it had a. Uh, of course, we'd pay two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. Would we pay three hundred bucks for it? Yeah, we would even uh, though we wouldn't maybe like paying it. <laughs> and but I mean, if each team's fifty bucks, right? And then yeah. you have a fancy rule book and probably a pitch and dice and maybe you know individual dice for each team. You can see where the money is. I mean, it's a value. I assume this is the same. Well, um. Let's not kid ourselves. They're making money off this product. Well, of course. But I'm just saying, like, it's comparable if we did that. Oh, yeah, with the current state of everything, sure. Yeah. That was all. Uh, I was just curious. Yeah. It's neat. The only, I mean, I know these uh, army factions are supposed to be, like, and they're painted in the pictures here. They're yellow and, like, a greenish gray. And I know they sync up with the storyline, but I don't like those colors. <laughs> <laughs> But I'd be the weirdo that has like Space Marines painted weird. But anyways, I anyway, I still think this is really cool. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I believe that's all we have to say about that. So we maybe, can... maybe this is the game we break out and play, Steve. Because when we were in Springfield, Gary looked at a box set and he said, "You know, like, wouldn't it be kind of fun to just buy one of these and just play with the armies in there? You think that'd be enough and all this stuff?" And I'm like, dude. Those rule books are so, so dense that I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah, we'd have to get, have Gary or someone put it together and paint it, and then have someone else teach us the basis of the game, and then we dig into the new expansion and the new rules and the new, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
All right, so this one's for our listeners. I was about to say viewers because they're not, but they're not watching us. Our listeners. So this uh, Horse Heresy Age of Darkness box set's three hundred bucks. It comes with fifty-four miniatures. I assume the armies are at least close. You know, it's twenty-five to you know twenty-seven or something like that. How many more units do you have to have for a normal game of Warhammer forty k? And now I know there's different versions of it. So if you want to, if you have the knowledge, send us an email and break it down. Like, oh, if you wanted to use this for kill team, you would need, you know, only twelve so, models. And if you need this for the campaign, you need this. And really, I'm not you trying need to put a, I'm not trying to put a kibosh on it, but do you really care? Are you going to read the emails? Because I mean, we I will could when you tell me we have emails. Okay, I was say we could just you know research it ourselves, but. Yes, if someone would like to dummy it down for us, that's really what we need. Is oh yeah, I don't need like super details. Just like, like oh, this would give you a half an army. This is something good to start off with, but you need about three more units or something. You're gonna that's spend what, another hundred fifty dollars. That would be an interesting video series. Someone get with me on that, and I'll take the credit and half the profit, and you can do it all. Um, but we could do a a Blood Bowl, a forty k for Blood Bowl players video. A Blood Bowl for 40k player video, a Horus Heresy for Blood Bowl players, etc., etc. Like, yeah, you do that. You get with somebody and you can have fun with that. Like I said, I mean, they can do it all, give up the idea. But that way they could kind of put it into terms that we understand. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all we, we got. talked it to death. You, if you are convinced that you need this, you can go order this right now. That's why this podcast is dropping a so, little bit later. Yep, it does release today. And like I said, if you go on the website, you will get those extra stuff. Uh, go into the announcer voice. Um, but yeah, thanks to GW for sending it to us, and we will make sure it gets to a happy home. It may stick around until next Oklahoma Bowl, but, or, I mean, I guess we have a tournament coming up in November. We shall see. Yep. All right. We'll be back with some shout outs. It's the end of another podcast, successfully done and quietly leading off into the night, except for. Shout out! We're becoming three die block with that. Yeah. Leading into it. All right, well, yeah, we do actually have some shout-outs. First off, GW, again, thanks for sending us the review copies of everything. Uh, hopefully we see yeah. more Blood stuff, Blood Bowl stuff soon. That'd be nice. Yeah, but still, it's cool. I mean, it's cool that they trust us with this. Oh, absolutely. Stuff like that. I mean, it's actually really nice to see how they produce other things. And, again, the rule book's pretty damn amazing. Yeah. Uh, we we did have a couple of shout out requests from you know tournaments that have already passed, so I probably won't give a shout out to Grant and his tournament since we can't go to it. Yeah, we won't talk about Brewhouse Bash. We won't talk about Khmer Cup because nope. they already passed. Um, however, Patrick Morrissey is doing Cornesis Cornesis Open. It's probably Cornesis. It's what basically, it's in Overland Park, Kansas. So, yeah. what is that? Cornassus. It's July 16th. July 16th. That's one week from Chaos Cup. And I what? did some research. It looks like they're using the same rules as Chaos Cup. 
Wait, what do you mean it's one week from Chaos Cup? Oh, not July. I'm sorry. There is a... I'm sorry. Okay. Well, There is a tournament <laughs> up in Kansas City area. I think Aaron Franklin's doing it. That is... Oh. Uh, one week before Chaos Cup, they have a tournament. And they have the same rule set as Chaos Cup. Which, oh. if, nobody, if nobody's looked, Chaos Cup rules are very different this year. Instead of saying you get 150k to buy skills they're giving you spps so like you get 42 or you get 54 or you get 66 and he's doing a tier system so yeah we need to get jeff on to talk about that because i have yeah we do because at first i saw this and i was like i don't like this at all and then after thinking about it I, i'm still not sure what i think cuz i don't like really like tiers yeah and yet We'll, we'll, I don't know, we'll and it's getting it, so. closer than God. I can't believe it's June, dude. We're getting old, so time just goes by really fast. It really does. It goes by really fast when you're at the end, Steve. Oh, awesome! Um, this will be over soon. Yeah. Um, also, we have a tournament. The seventeenth Threadball event is going to be run over the weekend of the sixth and seventh of August. It's now one of the UK's largest independent Blood Bowl tournaments and Europe's largest charity tournament, with all 130 tickets selling out in just over 24 hours. And these guys do amazing work. Um, Thor, Gareth, everyone, the whole Squad Chaos group, everyone who's involved with this has always done amazing work. One of these days would love to make it. They always have a you know, just a ton of people sending stuff. They send us stuff to give out. But um, I'm assuming there's probably a standby list. You can just go Threadball and look at the website, maybe. Um, we need to be sending them some stuff to give away, which I forgot about. But we'll be doing that shortly. Hmm. Okay. Back to um, Patrick Morrissey's tournament. It's oh, yeah. a three-round tournament up there in... Uh... The Kansas City area. Yeah, it is called, it looks like Cornesis. Yeah, but it's Kansas. Oh, like Cornass. Cornass, yeah. Open. Anyways, that's, that's it's why a, a hard, corn, pro- hard time with it. It is a corn themed Kansas City tournament. So you know, you know Scott's going to If gonna I go, I'm not playing corn. Sure, you are. No. You could take no Norris and give them all frenzy. That's okay. <laughs> just what I need, a bunch of like drunk guys who could fall down on a one or two when I'm going for it on my follow-up frenzy. No thanks. You did play against the Norse team, right? Yep. What did you think about them? Um, well, or do we want to save that? that? No, let's let's save that for Nick. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. We'll talk about it in like 10 days. Yeah, that's fine. I'll bring that up. That's. I was long-winded telling my stories, as always, so yeah. like we'll bring that up. Okay, um, that's fine. I'll make a note of that. We do, actually, surprisingly, and surprisingly, I looked. Um, we have reviews on iTunes. And Yay. I feel bad for the person, people who did these, because we just didn't look, because we hadn't had yeah. one in a long time. Let's hear it. Um, you might check currently and see if there's any since I last looked. But... Um, November 16th of 2021. That's how far behind we are. Um, Darmok and Jalad at Tanangra. And it's mm-hmm. by Merman Helville, which is an awesome name. 
I no longer play Blood Bowl, but keep up with the madness of Game Workshop's latest bloating of already complicated rules from these two guys. Always enjoy the recap of tournaments, road trips, and the foods consumed. Nice. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, once you get listening, it's hard to stop. Uh, we have one from Violent, Violent Snail, February 16th of 22, and the title is Both Down, They Got It Down. There are a lot of Blood Bowl podcasts out there, but really, there's just one. These guys are the top dogs. They've got it down to science. Perfect chemistry, informational, entertaining. Keep up the great work, boys. Oh, man. Who, whose mom put that up there for us? <laughs> it's not mine. She's dead, so. Ooh, can't be Steve. So we eliminated one person out of this equation. You eliminated her? What? Uh, oh. That was a long time ago. <laughs> okay, that's true. Man, that'd be weird if you did. I don't know how, but. It would be weird. Would we still be friends if you found out, like, I killed your mom? I would. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah, like, would that change anything? You would have been. I, I mean, depends on. I, I'd well, have to say yes. Things, like, I didn't know you at the time. Yeah. And I did it because I used to be a hitman. And now, then we became friends. And then, then I realized, like, oh, crap. Yeah, but my mom died of, like, her body just shutting down. So you would have had to poison her somehow. That's just And if you did, said. then... That's I mean, no, I mean... Well, well, we went on the awkward, weird tangent. That is a weird so. tangent. Um, so it just completely invalidates his review. And then <laughs> we've got one from Bill Bassich, February 25th of 2022. The boys are ripping limbs again. You can feel the excitement just listening to these two vets. It's contagious, and they have me hooked. They have their finger on the pulse of Blood Bowl, and I love that they are feeling the primal urge again. Blood Bowl rules, and so do Steven Scott. Thanks for staying with it, and looking forward to more fun from the greatest game ever discovered. Thank you, Monk. That's cool. Thank yeah. you. It's always great to see those reviews, and as I've said before, if you do leave a review... Shoot us an email because we are dumb and we do not tend to look at that too often. Uh, yeah, a little bit of that's true. That's for sure. I mean, we don't. I mean, just it's kind of the truth of the nature. But yeah, I I, I think we had a slump of blood bowl loss of passion. I guess. You think so? I know, at least for me, after Brian passing, dealing with that, and then doing Oklahoma Bowl, where uh did the miniature and everything, and that was so focused on that. And then we didn't get to do another one because of COVID and being stuck in the house and not seeing anybody. I yeah. do think it's nice getting out. Um just so people know, I know last every year for the past three or four years, I've posted like hey, I played all these board games or card games or whatever, and somebody last year said, you know, like, you've only played seven games of Blood Bowl? I think that was last year. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't many. Uh, you'll be happy to know that I've almost tripled that number, <laughs> <laughs> and we're only going into June as we speak. So yeah. I'm at 20 games of 
a regular blood bowl as we speak. And um, yeah, it's uh, nice to get out and go to tournaments and see people and stuff like that. So. And the home, the uh, store leagues helping too, because we're getting out and seeing people and meeting new people and playing them. Yeah. So the, it the, all the helps. Store going, the store league's going great. We have uh, another guy who uh, just joined like a week ago, even though there's only two months left of the season. Nice. And even another person asked maybe about just getting some games in at the tail end here. So I feel you like know, at I don't the know end if people the... are going to get burnt out, but right now, I mean, that's like 16, 17 people, which is spectacular for us. So Yeah. And I feel like we, at the end of the season, we need to have, I know we're trying to do a, um, what do you call it? Like a, I guess Get a tournament. To, yeah. But I think... You're saying we need to have like a good fellowship thing of getting together and just hanging out? Yeah. I mean, have some oh, yeah. pizza yeah, and just hang out and... Sure, I agree with you. Like, I don't it, know it, what we're doing. It what. is going well. That's that's for sure. And um, I found it funny when I played uh, Jake, the dwarf versus dwarf matchup. It was about, I think, two or three turns in and then... Somehow podcast or something like that got mentioned, and he's like, "Oh, are you from the the podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah." And, I was, and so he was like, "Oh, it's really cool." Then, it, like, he knew who he was playing and who he was against and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it, it still blows my brain that people care, but at the same time, that's cool. So, oh yeah, um, I care about the other podcasts, so you know, we really I'm the same way. I mean, at this point of the podcast, we should probably see if TJ is listening since he has been, you know. TJ Jackson? In his mind, instrumental in Jennifer coming back and playing the game. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody's crushing on my girl pretty hard. That's uh, okay. Maybe. That's okay. I'll take it as a compliment. I mean, he's got cool uh, Dragon Ball shirts like you do, so. He is, and he's skinnier than me, so <laughs> I mean, and younger, and probably has a better job. So, Jennifer, just go after TJ, it's fine. <sighs> Everything ends, anyways. That's true. Speaking of ending, <laughs> that's a nice segue to the ending of the podcast. That's right. I'm tired, and I'm Steve. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Sullied your hands with filthy parchments of heresy, guardsmen. How do you plead? What? No. Too late, heretic. You inspire your men to study such foul smut, Commissar? You heretic! Detestable mutants fill your heads with such vile obscenity. Die, heretic! Maybe just. I need your blood to be- You're a heretic! You know what, they're just money.
around shooting each other down there? Yeah, I guess lay the exterminators upon these heretics. All right, fuck!